Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I'm Robert Conti, chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities are up in the district, and I need your help to reverse this trend. Seatbelts save lives and reduce the risk of death or injury. Click it or ticket. Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. Today, I have a different kind of a show. So, you know, with with us winning the, the races that we needed to win, I figure why not have a little bit of fun? We are here with Can't tell us nothing you can't tell these guys anything i did it i I tried a little bit of grammar here now we are here with one of the best improv shows in the country can't tell us nothing welcome aboard guys how you guys doing today great thanks thank you doing awesome well let, let me tell you something now i am not very apt in dealing with four people at the same time that have the same level so since you guys know each other, I'm going to say, please, please introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about your group. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we are Can't Tell Us Nothing, an, uh, an improv group out of Houston, Texas. We've been together for, what, five years? Five years. Yeah. Forming in Houston and around the country. We've been to Los Angeles. We've been to New York. We've been to uh, Austin, Dallas, San Antonio. Uh, where, where, where else? Where LA, else? LA, yeah. So, my name is Antoine. Um, I've been doing improv for five, eight years, yeah, eight years now. And uh, yeah, these guys are some of the funniest people I've ever met. Um, yeah, my name is Amici. Um, I've been doing improv for uh, is it six years now? Um, around six years. Uh, I know it's too much longer than John, so I was hoping he would go next. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah. the exact time. Um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Loving living in Houston. They're really well, from England. Before we finish, Amici, your mm-hmm. accent was different from that guy up top name Antoine. Where is that from, man? Uh, I'm originally from England. I grew up in London. Uh, moved out to Texas when I was 16. So you see, folks, we even have an improv guy here in Houston from London. Um, well, I'm John Miles. Um, I'm the wild card of the group. Um, that doesn't mean anything special. It's just I'm typically the one that makes all the worst choices on stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, nonetheless, um, I, I believe um, it is seven years, Amici. Okay. Um, and it is, uh, he did start two months uh, before I did. He was like one of the first people I met. And, you know, we kind of grew up together in improv um, until we met Antoine and Tandy. And they were, they were dope. And I'm going to pass it on to Tandy to tell her side. That's right. That's right. Bring it up the rear. I am Tandy. Well, my name is Tandaway Kone. I'm a native Houstonian. I have been doing improv for eight years. Antoine and I started out in the same class. So that's good. I don't have to keep up with the years. He does. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, love performing with these guys. Uh, it, it's been a, it's been an amazing ride. It's been an amazing ride with these fellas. They are some funny, funny individuals, creative, 
hitting all the marks. I'm just glad to be along for the ride. Glad to be along for the ride. Should, should we explain what improv is? Yeah, do that, do. Antoine. Please do. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. You know. Uh, so what we do is we do is a form of improv called long form improv comedy, and essentially it's taking what you've seen on like SNL or Mad TV or whatever sketch show you know of, Key and Pill, and we just make it up on the spot on stage or over this thing right here uh, and, and put it online as a podcast. But yeah, we make up scenes, there's characters, there's plot twists, there's surprises. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, that's pretty much it. No, I, you know, let me tell you folks that I, I met these, these guys at uh, <laughs> a, a function. We had a KPFT for the presidential elections and they, uh, you know, I, I told a little story and they turned that, they turned that one story into several stories and they just had us laughing up the gazoo. And I, I finally begged them and say, hey, would you guys give me the honor of being on politics done right? And I kind of put it on your Facebook page, right? <laughs> And then I said, let's see what they're going to say, because they're going to say, we don't want to deal with no damn politics. And you know what? They said, yes. So when they said, yes, I said, you know what? Let's get busy. So anyhow, hey, Antoine, let me ask you something. Is this just, uh, is this a side gig, a full-time gig? Do you guys have jobs? How do you do all of this stuff? It's a great question. It's a great question. Uh, It is at the moment, like a very side gig hustle, like, but it is growing. Like we have been approached by multiple people to collaborate, to help build, to to grow our brand and help their theaters or help what they're trying to do. So right now we, I think we all have day jobs, but we are very excited to see where this can go and where it can take us. And what's your expectation, John? Um, my expectation, you know, I'm very ambitious. I want to build, um, there's a, there's a, there's a place called second city that's in Chicago. It's like the foundation, um, or the capital of where improv and comedy is. And I actually believe we can have that in Texas. And, you know, my, my sites are on building that kind of infrastructure here. And I know it's going to take time and we still got a whole lot of stuff to do, but that, that's where I see it going. Is that where your your group would be sort of the lead group to bring a lot of other uh, acts like that on, or is that what we're talking about? Yes, and uh, there's there's a lot of uh, play like Austin is doing a decent job at you know stretching and, and finding other ways to kind of spread the art form into other places. I just think you know it's kind of how we got together. Well, there there's a there's a whole lot of folklore on how we got together, but one of the principles where we all were performing and learning this art form and naturally looking for a way to, you know, uh, uh, someone that you can identify with that can kind of teach you maybe even more connected, right? And um, we didn't really have that in a group. So we formed a group. And one of the things was going around and performing and getting other people that looked like us or identified with us or our culture or, or diversified in culture. And, and in comedy. So um, that's kind of a little bit of a mission that we, we do. I, I think it's, it's embedded in just the work we do. Uh, I don't think we like have a, an, an actual goal <laughs> like that we're trying to chip away at, but I think in the DNA, we, we recognize when we go out and perform that there could be someone like us that may say, hey, I've never seen this. I want to learn it, which will grow the community and, and hopefully inspire other artists. 
Absolutely. Now, Tandy, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I hate to make the first question that I'm asking you directly having to do with gender, but I, I, I figure since I'm seeing four guys on the screen and one woman, I better do that because some really? other people would say, why is Tandy the only woman right there? So <laughs> I'm going to leave that up to you to answer however best to answer. Well, um, I think I'll answer the first part of your question, which is why is Tandy the only woman here with these uh, three guys? And uh, when we formed the group, uh, I think uh, the person, I'm not going to name who formed it, but the person who uh, set out to get us together said, I want to pick some of the, uh, the best improvisers, uh, Black improvisers in our theater, and let's just get together and form a group. Uh, I think at the time I was, um, I think the only woman improviser who had gone through, black woman improviser who had gone through all of the classes. And so um, I happened to be good, pat myself on the back. Uh, Actually, and, you're very and, good. <laughs> and, um, and so they, they, you know, when the idea was introduced to me, I was like, yes, absolutely fantastic. Of course I'll join. Because, um, uh, you know, we, John said it and we don't, you know, we don't necessarily dance around it, or at least I want, I won't. But when you look at improv groups uh, throughout the United States, typically you'll find that they're white male dominated. Mm -hmm. So to see an improv group, first of all Black people, and then, you know, to have uh, a Black woman in that group is not, is not a usual thing. It's, it's, it's uh, rare. We don't want it to be rare. We want more people to know what improv is, more Black people to know what improv is, because all Black people know about stand-up. But we want them to know uh, improv, that improv has led to a lot of the great comedic actors that you know uh, and that you see on television and in movies. And we just want to expose them there. And just being a woman, it's, you know, again, it's also very male-dominated uh, art form. So it's possible to have a group with four Black men, you know, that, that is possible. But um, I'm just so, you know, honored that uh, they extended the, the, uh, the invitation to me. You know, I, I just got schooled because I was about, my next question after hearing this mm -hmm. was going to be about, uh, look, we have a lot of these Black comedians from Richard Pryor and all of that, not realizing that, yeah, you have a lot of stand-up, but mm -hmm. not improv. So I, I didn't quite, even as I'm speaking to you guys, and even I've, I've done this several times, I hadn't made the distinction between the, the, the several acts, the, the, you know, the several type of, would you call it, is it okay to call it a comedic act or, yeah, or, yeah like, a, a, so. a, a comedic act? Now, um, Amici, uh, mm -hmm. coming, you know, uh, there, there are five of us on this thing here. Two of us actually came from somewhere else. <laughs> Okay. Now, let me ask you, how was your uh, integration into the group? Uh, I mean, what a lot of people don't realize, right, is being black is one thing, right? But all black ain't the same. <laughs> so there are different experiences that you have that I know you have that is quite different than, let's say, Antoine and John and Tandy. So uh, how did that mix come out? What kind of flavor did you bring to the group? that kind of expanded its role or expanded uh, the, 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 the kind of comedy that you guys were able to provide. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. I'm Robert Conti, Chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. 
Unfortunately, traffic fatalities are up in the district, and I need your help to reverse this trend. Seatbelt save lives and reduce the risk of death or injury. Click it or ticket. Hear this, yeah. yeah. Well, um, <laughs> it was very hot at first. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But no, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to no, say, um, yeah, and uh, I think um, this is this, this is one of the things where um, being different helps. Uh-huh. It's good to have. Uh, uh, you know, we're four people, but we're from different places. We have different experiences, um, and um, I, I think that helps our improv because we have we bring different ideas together um, in in fun ways and ways that people wouldn't normally expect. Um, yeah, you know, because I, I you know I grew up in England. I lived for in Nigeria. Um, you know, I lived in Texas. I lived in Alabama. Uh, I was an athlete. I've, I've had a lot of different things. Um, you know, lots of different kind of experiences come together. Um, John says some of the same things. Anton says some of the same things. Tanya has some of the same things. Um, so there's things that we're, where we connect, but then, you know, we also throw in a bunch of different ingredients that, um, you know, we, we don't know about. So we can even educate each other on things and we can uh, discuss things in, in new and fun, different ways. Um, uh, so yeah, it, it was definitely a benefit. I, I think that we're, we're, you know, we're not four siblings who all grew up in the same mm-hmm. house and mm-hmm. um, all went to the same school and all the, all, all the same things. You know, we all and we, we all bring something different to the table, which I think is uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, and no, I can I can attest to that having uh, been it. So let me see if this is something that I am I can actually ask. Uh, Donald Trump has uh, lost his mind, and he thinks <laughs> that he can still win the election. You guys are improv. Does improv work where somebody say, can you do an improv on that? All right, I got an idea. I got an idea. <clears throat> hey, y'all. Yeah, what's up? What's, what's uh, hey. Normally, I got a bunch of ideas. Yeah. You know, I always have ideas. You oh, yeah. Ideas right. You know. All the time. All the time, man. Too but, many. Um, I'm kind of stuck, man. I, 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 I'm feeling like my idea factory is not working right now. The idea factory is, is yeah. clogged. The machinery's down. Yeah, man. I mean, it's been like you know, I've been writing jokes in the you know in the room all day, and you know, I just feel like every Donald Trump joke has been done. I think yeah, like yeah. I think he beats us to the punch, man. I just can't. Yo, we're we're about to go on Egberto's show. You, yeah. you, we need you there with the Donald Trump jokes, man. <sighs> I mean, yeah, the factory started again, man. Why, why, did, y'all, why did y'all promise 50 jokes? Why did y'all say 50? You'll get 50 Donald Trump jokes. Why did John, you promise him that? John, you did 75 Biden jokes, and we didn't even ask you to. So, I mean, 50 on Trump, that's that's nothing, man. You can do this. Can I come clean with y'all? Of course. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Of course. About 63 of those was from Trevor Noah's show. No. No, John. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. He told us not to watch him anymore. Listen, I didn't think anybody still watched him when he was growing his hair out and stuff. I just I just figured it. I mean, no one's they're just wasted jokes. Let me just transform into this platform. But everybody has a Donald Trump joke. You're saying if we took a joke that came out of the, the John Idea Factory and took the label off, we'd find a Trevor Noah label on it? Is that what you're telling us right now? Yes, that's what I'm telling you. Oh, wow. Oh. I know, but listen, Egberto loved them, though. He loved them. That's what got us here. I wouldn't have stole those jokes. We wouldn't have been on Egberto's show. 
John, we gave you an award. Like the funny, funniest, um, funniest Trump joke of the week award. Several yeah. times. The the Donald Trump Award. The Donald yeah. Trump Award. We named Donald it after you. We took up a collection, John. I I I took some of the money for my rent to put in that collection. Cause I I thought you deserved it, man. I thought you. Yeah, I was seeing it as like a like a stimulus package for the Idea Factory. You know, listen, I I appreciate all of that. You know, those awards are hanging up in my in my room that I was trying to write jokes from, but um. To be fair, it did take a couple of hours to sit through all of those Trevor Noah jokes. I mean, there's a lot of bad jokes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Wait, wait, hold, hold on. on. You want credit? You want credit for the time you spent stealing jokes? I mean, there is labor, right? I, I mean, it's part of jokes. You were watching TV. Labor. That's not labor. That's junk. <laughs> no, it is labor. I had to. I had to rewrite what I thought he was trying to say in the joke. Listen, I'm all I'm saying is like, all the artists steal. There's just nothing I can steal. With Donald Trump. Everything has been stolen. There's no more Donald Trump jokes, all right? But I can get a couple more, you know, Joe Bidens out there. I still see that they're doing them. Nobody you know? wants that. Man. John. Hey, Egberto loves Joe Biden. You can't joke about him with Egberto. Listen, I'm a comedian, okay? <laughs> I can joke about whatever I want, all right? As whatever. Y'all know it does it first, huh? <laughs> And scene. <laughs> That's a little bit of what we do. And it, it's yeah, funny yeah. because they they come up with this stuff. You just ask, and it happens. And that is not easy. I can tell you that is not. Doing, I can tell you something. Doing politics is a lot easier because you're dealing with stuff that's already there. You know, that that was great, guy. But you know, uh, seriously, uh, get getting on a little serious uh, topic here. You know, uh, before we actually started talking, I was talking to John, and you know. Uh, we we're talking about whether how much politics we we're going to talk about and and we decided that we weren't going to talk a whole lot of politics right but then uh jonathan told me a little bit of his story and we take this stuff very seriously uh you know we at politics and right are proponents of medicare for all because people really need it it is very important that particular issue of everybody having health insurance and what we're doing in the United States right now, we call pretty much antiseptic murder. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about your story, Jonathan, that uh, we discussed earlier with you and your, your wife and what went, what went on? Absolutely. So um, this year, in the midst of COVID-19, um, in June, my, my wife was diagnosed with stage three inductal uh, carcinoma. Invasive inductal carcinoma. She'll kill me for messing it up. I'm sorry, y'all. But nonetheless, uh, she was diagnosed with it. And uh, my wife just turned 30 in January. Uh, we had had a 11th month old baby that she was still breastfeeding um, at the time. And if it wasn't for breastfeeding, we probably wouldn't have found the tumor. So um, <clears throat> of course, like anybody who gets that information and also as young as we are, we were terrified. And um, part of my background was in finance. So not only thinking about the mortality side, I also thought about the financial um, side as well. And that also looked terrifying. Uh, my wife had her care, her care done at MD Anderson. And also um, there was no way that they would let me into the hospital. So the whole time she's done her treatment, her surgeries, anything, she's had to do that by herself. 
And um, so that was also challenging. Um, one of the ways that we were able to keep up with the financial uh, bills, uh, since we didn't, we didn't, let's say, we didn't qualify for any type of financial assistance, you know, um, none. There was just none available to us and it wasn't from our caseworker told us it wasn't even worth looking or applying. Um, so we decided to go to GoFundMe. We designed buttons, my wife designed Jack hoodies. And she, even in the midst of going through chemo treatment was out there connecting with people online, sharing her story and people were donating on in, in exchange of those items. Um, November 18th, um, my wife had had her double mastectomy, which was the first time that we knew that the cancer cells weren't in her body. And as of la as of Monday of this week, she was uh, given a report that she was totally cancer free. They didn't find one mm -hmm. one microcell in any of her tissue and what they removed. So the gorilla pounds that was on our shoulder just left. And um, and I'll tell you what her pers her perseverance and her 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 willingness to live and to connect and to to reach out to people potentially helped save a just tremendous like avalanche of other problems that we had. Um, and the, of course, MD Anderson is not cheap. So just seeing the bills roll in, you know, was enough to faint, you know, like there, I think one of our treat, one of her, there was like a needle that we had, she had to use to inject steroid after a treatment. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Breaking up is hard to do, but when it comes to your wireless carrier, you should have left a while ago. You deserve better. Xfinity Mobile. Break free from the big three. Get unlimited with 5G included for $30 a month when you get four lines on Xfinity Mobile. Prices may vary and are subject to change. Reduce speeds at 20 gigabytes per line. That I believe was um $18,000. $18,000, man, just to have this patch. Mm -hmm. And... um. It was, it was, and when you're, when you're fighting or wanting your family member to fight for their life, your significant other, you know, there's not enough money that you could, somebody could show you that would make you go, man, no, you know, so you got to take what you can get because you got to keep her going. You got to keep her living, you know, but there wasn't one day and some of the worst days, emotional ways I had was thinking about what are we going to do with this big financial burden that's just growing week after week after week after week and you know like I say shout out to everybody that helped anyway we had people sending us dinners we had people just chipping in any way and and of course um we were able to go and hit that out-of-pocket max quickly with the support of our friends and family to protect us because a lot of that money was going to go to our children going to school so um that was my journey. Um, my group, shout out to them every week. They let me do this podcast with them every week. And that was sometimes that was only the, the only hour or two that I actually laughed in the day or two. Right. 
um, because of how much worrying or how much stress that I was under. But um, even the days that I was stuck on the podcast, <laughs> it still gave me a, it gave me something to live for, you know. Um, and um, so I appreciate them for that. But that's that's been my story in a nutshell. Let me tell you, John, uh, I believe stories are some of the best way to communicate and actually effect change. And I think on uh, the, the thing about it is in America, we know how to suffer in silence. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the worst things that's out there. And the, when one shares stories, when people are able to hear each other's stories, they realize, first of all, that they're not alone. But secondly, that your story today can be my story tomorrow. And once we understand that, we can start from a political standpoint, we can start talking about policies that help everybody without somebody think, well, it's only he's going to benefit from that, as opposed to just maybe if I am in your position, I would be able to benefit as a person who has a wife with lupus with that kind of those kinds of expenses. I understand your pain. And it's interesting because earlier on, we also spoke to Amici, who is originally from England and understands that they don't they don't have that problem that we have at all. Nobody is going to go bankrupt from uh, or, or lose uh, their, their, their income from that. So I uh, thank you for telling the story and, I, and thanks for having this little interlude where we could get some, a, a, a little bit of our politics in oh, there. And yeah. I'm so happy that your wife is, uh, is doing, doing much better. So going, going forward and, 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 and kind of cheering it up a, a little bit more, I, I just want to thank you guys, right, for who you are and for what you do and ask you to tell the audience here, whether here in Houston or elsewhere, how can they really be a part of all that fun that you guys have to offer? Sure, I can I can mention a few things. Uh, so if you <laughs> want to find out more about what we do, if you want to see our show, if you want to reach out and connect, have a question, think you'd be a great guest, find us CTUN Improv is what you want to Google CTUN Improv on Facebook. It's probably your best bet. Uh, but we're also on YouTube. We're also on Instagram. We also have our own website, ctunimprov.com. So check it out on all, on all those platforms. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Reach out, say hi. Please tell me something you wish I had asked you personally. So let's go ahead and start with Tandy. What <laughs> did you wish I would have asked you? I, I wish you would have asked me Tandy, what made you get into improv? Why would you? Why did you gravitate to this? So answer it. <laughs> no, you know. Okay. <laughs> hey, look. Um, I needed. I neglected the arts um, in my life after uh, I graduated from high school and went to college. I just stopped doing artistic things. And, um, you know, focused on other things. And then when the other things got overwhelming, I realized I needed an outlet. So I, um, uh, I'm a nurse and um, I noticed that humor helped me get through the day, through some of the pressures and the rigors of, of uh, that profession. And I used to say my patients were my, my, uh, my patients' rooms were my stage. I'd open up the door and I'd step on stage. So when I... Um, uh, you know, when I realized, yeah, I kind of do need this outlet. I uh, found improv comedy as opposed to stand up because I was, in addition to being a, a nurse, I was a wife. 
I had a small child and a baby. And, you know, if you do stand up, you out late, you know, two and three in the morning by the time if you're new, by the time you get on a, um, an open mic set. And so um, my ex-husband now wasn't having it at the time. So I was like, I got to find something else to do uh, that can uh, let me be funny, but be home by 10. And so I found, I found, or, okay, 11, 12 latest, I found improv, found improv comedy. Thank you, uh, Tandy. Amici. <laughs> what? What I was, what I was so engaged <laughs> in that story. Um, I, I think you're such a great interview. You, 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 you know exactly what you're doing. Good cop out, but it's okay. I'm going to let you slide this time, Vicky. <laughs> John. Great. Um, I got a good one. It was, how do you learn improv? It was a question I would have liked you to ask me. And the reason I, ask, I say that is because whenever I get into a deep conversation about what we do, it usually always pops up because what, what it looks like we're doing is just coming up with random thoughts and things, you know? Um, but in essence, there is a framework, which is why improv became an art form, you know, and you learn that framework and you build on those skills, which are being able to listen you know, listen to what somebody is actually saying and inferring in the subtext, um, learning how to accept somebody's idea and, and, and make it um, also your idea and make it better by adding something to it and not taking something from it as another framework that we do. Um, the other thing they learn, that we learned is um, empathizing through that process, because if you have to accept somebody's idea, you learn how to just empathize with where they come from because you have to in order to make this 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 gumbo work. Um, and <clears throat> and the finally, it, it just it just teaches you a, a, a level of just confidence if you know how to listen when people are speaking to you, and you know how to respond by connecting with somebody. It just makes you a to me a wetter a, a more well-rounded person when it comes to having relationships with people. Um, everybody in my group, are, as our improv career has bloomed, our friendships have as well. And it's because of the same things that we just described are all things that we do in our relationships. We listen to each other. We share ideas. We work on each other's ideas to make each other look good. Um, and then the other principle is following the fear. Uh, that's a, something you were hear in improv. Following fear leads you to dismiss your own you know, insecurities about something you don't want to do. Um, and part of what we do is letting go of what we can't control to create something better. Beautiful. Antoine, bring us home. Sure, I'll keep mine short and sweet. I wish you would have asked me if I'm really from Houston because yes, I am born and raised. For some reason, people hear how I speak, they don't think that I'm from Houston. They think I'm from somewhere else, but I am. I was raised in Leaf, Houston, Texas. The SWAT, as some people might know, Southwest or Southwest, as some other people might say. But that's uh, <laughs> just so people know Houston, Texas here. H Town. <laughs> can't tell us nothing look guys it was my honor to have all four of you on politics done right uh first of all i want to thank you for the fun that i had with you guys at the presidential show that we had at kpft 
And I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity and giving my audience the opportunity to learn a little bit about you guys. All the information about you, we are going to put in a blog post, a standalone blog post as well, because again, I think uh, you guys, you guys are just great. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. Now serving F-27 at DMV window number 16. Okay, Rose, we're second in line. Perfect, Rose. You remembered the birth certificate? Yes, and we have our electric bill. Excellent. We'll be Real ID ready in no time. Real ID ready to visit our grandson, Ricky, at Fort Bragg, then fly to New Orleans for Jazz Fest. Pardon me, are you talking to yourself? <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess I am. Talk yourself into Real ID readiness by May 3rd, 2023. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash Real ID. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.